0: of mine. my fellow spooky folks it's the boy trigger troy and this is man of horror my horror pod where i talk all things scary all right so check it we're almost at the season finale clocking in at 750 listens so i'm trying to get to that 1k mark before the season is out i'm sure i can do it but it would be amazing if my fellow spooky folks could share the show with some other spooky folks (laughs) um today i'm going into horror territory that actually scares me religious horror um i don't know i think it's because i'm spiritual and i do believe in a lot of things religious horror kind of gets to me so i'm going to be sharing my top 10 religious horror films and then i'm reviewing and rating the film the pope's exorcist definitely a good film i enjoyed it so it's gonna be a good time today let's dive right in i am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work in 10th place, Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight, a cult classic that I've totally mentioned before, and it's just so fucking classic, like, it's classic culty goodness all throughout, you know, um, the story is amazing in this, and, you know, I've said it before, I really love mythology and backstory, I'll say it all the fucking time, I feel like at this point, but whatever, um, and the story with this one is obviously, you know, religion related, so... Basically, before God made light and man, etc., cetera, um, demons ruled the world, our universe more so, and it was all dark, you know, and they, they maintained this darkness and, and their power through using these nine keys to the universe. God created light, and then he scattered those keys throughout the universe. The demons found, and they gathered nine of them, and then the last key was on Earth, So it came to earth and it was happening during the crucifixion. Jesus had the key and he gave it to, um, I don't know. They don't say who it is, but ultimately he's the first keeper of the key and he fills the key with the blood of Jesus at the crucifixion and it blesses the key so that no demon can ever touch it throughout time there's like a key guardian who's chosen to protect it and fill it with their own blood if ever needed because like they can use the blood to you know expel expel demons or like seal places like they pour a little bit at the door no demons can get into that place like things like that um so i just think it was just a really dope mythology to it and the execution it's like an episode of tales from the Crypt if you've seen it just like a long episode and for that alone, it's just, I don't know, it's its worth it. I rewatched it, like, uh, about two weeks ago, and I was having so much fun. <laughs> um, also, this is, like, one of Jada's, uh, Jada Smith's, like, first films, I believe, and she's a final girl in it, so worth a watch for that alone. In ninth place, The Sacrament, an Eli Roth film that mixes found footage and religious cults, like, perfectly, I think. Um... And, it, and I'll say it doesn't necessarily do anything new, but it just, it dives into that world. And I feel like, I feel like there's a movie that was like this. I just don't remember the name of it because I feel like the cult leader in this, right? He's um, very reminiscent of, God, it's going to kill me because there's like the guy who like had this whole camp and he like made everybody drink the Kool-Aid, quote unquote, and kill themselves. Because like, that's what the leader in this one is ultimately doing you know and again it's not exactly a new story but it's it's executed really well you know with the found footage thing there's the shaky cam and the jump scares but then there's also the up closeness of our behind the scenes up closeness of some of these people you know because I, I, like the the point of it is is to get an inside look, and that's again nothing new. That's how all these kind of films go with the cults and stuff like that. Um, they invite some person to come and interview and 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 videotape or whatever the fuck, but really they just want to kill them. And yeah, <laughs> definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. And eighth place, the nun, the Conjure universe, I think is really enjoyable as a whole. And the nun was one of the most interesting um, apparitions or demons or, or whatever you want to call it in, in all of the stories, right? Like this, the look, um, or I guess Valak more so would be the nun's name either way. Um, it's just super fucking terrifying, man. Like in, in, <laughs> in the Conjuring films, it's really terrifying. And I'll say I liked the nun for the, the deepening of the story, but it wasn't that good of a movie, if I'm being honest, right? Like in, in, in comparison to the rest of the films and the 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 series, right? Um But again, it was enjoyable. Um fun watch and it was good to see Tysa Farmiga. Um I just I I watch whatever she's in, she's dope. So definitely worth a watch for that alone. In seventh place, um and Now, I feel like we're kind of moving up in, in quality ranks too. <laughs> um, the reaping this one is like from the late 2000s, I want to say like 2007, that's what it feels like. But nevertheless, um, it has so many elements that I think just work right there's the creepy kid, the small town the set in the backwoods, there's biblical plagues, there's the 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 outsider who's here to investigate like it just it all just worked out really really well and i like for me I love visual rep- representations of plagues and and you know revelations and things like that like just to kind of see that kind of dope in films and movies and like I have a a weird affinity for mass like (laughs) mass destruction death scenes so like even outside of this you know or apocalyptic type scenes like um 2012 the day after tomorrow uh things like that so this film does that really really well in that sense of like you know it's like this part in the film that's like a a blood river or the swamp is full of blood or like there's like locusts everywhere it was just it was just cool to see and done really, really well. I'll go as far to say this film might be a little bit underrated. This just, just like a hit, like a hit. <laughs> In sixth place, The Remaining. This one leans heavily, again, into the biblical apocalypse, and it introduces some cool elements related to it. Uh, This one is basically about the rapture. You know, it happens. And basically, though, so first off, the way that the people are raptured is like they they just pass out they just like fall and like it was weird. And then they, I'm trying to think cause I, I don't want it. I want to get this right. Did they disappear? Cause I know there was another movie and I think I might be thinking about that one, but I do recall there was like a moment of people just like passing the fuck out out of nowhere. And it was like, cause their souls were going up into heaven and Basically, you know, those who were left behind were haunted by like these invisible demonic forces. And it's a bit cheesy at points, honestly, but and, and could be graphically better as well, but it's not the worst. Um again, I'm big on mythology, so there's like so many things that they do from the Bible that uh I think it's just kinda cool to see. And in fifth place, devil. This one I've okay, so I've mentioned it before. M night is definitely hit or miss. Like completely hit or miss. <laughs> and this one is on the hit side. And if you haven't seen it, you know, it's about a group of people who are trapped in an elevator that they all come to learn the devil is inside of with them. And it's kinda like a like a demonic possessed version of a who done it almost, you know, because people are dying off in the fucking elevator and it's just, it's interesting to to follow them, into trying to figure out who the devil is, and I think the reveal of who the devil ended up being made the movie worth a watch. Like I, I I honestly say this one is worth a watch. In fourth place, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This one was a sleeper for me at first. Like I had to rewatch it recently, you know. Originally, I just felt like it had good moments, but it was just too slow for me. <clears throat> but I was younger and a bit of a, a a horror snob. I think a lot of people are, and I think as we get older, we get more appreciative of certain things. And again, I rewatched it, and I realized that the slow moments are part of what make the the bigger moments pop because the slow moments are filled with so much exposition and like just story that you need so that when you when it does get to those crazy moments it's like oh okay wow like like it's worth it it's, it's worth the payoffs i guess um overall *The stick is a really good story and it was a really amazing performance from uh, jennifer carpenter so for that i'll say it's worth the watch and i'll go as far as to say if you haven't seen it shame shame on you In third place, *The Witch*. Okay, I loved *The Witch*. Um, it was our introduction to Anya Taylor Joy, and it's a period piece that does the 1600 periods, you know, um, or the 16 is that's based on the 1600 period, and it just does it justice, you know. It's during the time of the witch trials, and you know, Puritanism, and Anya's character is a teenage girl who's accused of witchcraft. Spoiler alert, <laughs> she isn't a witch, of course, but by the end of the film, after like everything that she endures, she decides to sell her soul and become one anyway. Like fuck it. I'm y'all have been calling me a witch the whole movie. I might as well go be a fucking witch, you know? And it's just riddled with paranoia and it's dark and bleak as fuck. You know, it's it's totally worth the watch. And if you're a horror fan and you have not seen the witch shame. Yeah. In second place the omen the og antichrist movie um okay so i just mentioned this on the pod recently actually i want to say yeah two episodes ago so i won't say too much but i loved the story you know again another biblical one and when you think of it too seriously it's a bit fucking scary like i said religious horror gets to me the most because of the sense of absolute helplessness that comes with the reality of what you might be dealing with you know um it all seems to be a possibility (laughs) and it's fucking dreadful so um again story about the antichrist and his rise and birth and things like that and it's just yeah i'll just say if you haven't seen this one you definitely get the bell shame finally in first place the exorcism this is a goddamn classic if i have ever seen one. I talked about this one too and why would not? It's the fucking exorcist. But um this movie was so riddled with religion that people at theaters like like when it came out, there was just like reports of people falling out and feeling nauseous and like feeling like they were being taken over. And I just watched it like Day- like personally I remember watching it as a kid Just like damn this is crazy you know I never felt like holy shit But like people felt like the movie was cursed Or like you know what I'm saying like that's crazy And that just goes to I think A testament to The work that was done in that film You know it has everything that you want in your religious horror And more and if you haven't seen it You get two bells Shame Double shame. fucking shame Yeah double shame on you That's what I'm going to do to you now Fare the skin from your body, slowly, bit by bit. All right, so that was my top ten religious horror films. Now let's go ahead and get into this review and rating of the Pope's Exorcist. Um, I'll start off by saying I enjoyed the movie. It was um so like if you haven't heard of it, it's based on a true story, and it is based on the Pope's. I mean, you know, literally the Pope's exorcist. Um, so he's brought in an extreme situations and it was, it was a cool film. So basically this family kind of like moves into this old Abbey, right? Like it's used to be a um church and stuff like that. And they move into it. It's a little boy, a, little, uh, a girl, you know, his older sister and their mom, the dad recently passed and the little boy has a talk in so they move into the house. They get construction done on it, or not house, but like old abbey church, whatever. And <clears throat> they're getting it fixed so that they can sell it. And during the construction, they accidentally unearth this super old fucking ancient evil, right? And the post-exorcist is called is is called in to investigate. So basically um the demon they come to find out and, all right so you know before i say that part i'll say the opening scene i think was really cool it was like a psychological kind of thing right like this guy was possessed and he was like the demon that was possessing him was like oh yeah i'm i'm the devil i'm satan and the priest is like yeah all right nigga like sure and he like well if you are you can you know possess whatever you want right and so he had like this they brought a pig into the room which was random as fuck to me for a second and then he's like well possess this pig right quick and show me you know the devil can possess whatever he wants he doesn't have to stay in the body and so he's like antagonizing the demon and the demon goes and jumps into the goddamn pig and they shoot it in the head killing the demon effectively and it was just smart like i, I was like damn oh shit <laughs> um russell crowe did a really good job in this i think i almost forgot i believe like he's british right like i i wouldn't have believed it because he he pulled off that fucking like spanish like italian like i don't even know what to call it that accent though you know um there is a so so ultimately the kid gets the youngest kid who hasn't talked obviously he gets possessed and there's like a part where there's multiple parts He's like off and on acting wise. Like there's some parts that he's so good and I was like, oh shit, like that. Like I jumped, like, oh my god. And then there's other parts where it's not so good. And it was like hard to ignore. But it's more so, I think, in the beginning of his possession. Like, I don't know if maybe they he didn't fully grasp the Way he needed to act that. I don't know. Because I don't, don't want to judge or anything like that. But it just was like, it was like there's some very visible parts with the possession scenes with the kid that were like, kind of like, eh. But in retrospect, again, he did amazing. And there's a part where the older sister gets possessed for a second too. And like they sync up when they're talking to the mom. And it is just like, oh, creepy as fuck. Like I get like total fucking chills. And then speaking of chills, um, there's like this the the kid's demonic voice, or like, cause the sister has it too. So whenever the demo, devon, demonic voice speaks, it is just like this deep guttural, like ugh, like it just it gives me chills completely. It was it was so good though. Um, what I liked about the film is for the first main half of it though, or I guess middle it kind of felt almost like a haunted house film because things were going on in the house. You know, like I said, they unearthed this demonic force, but it was just kind of fucking around with shit. And then it made the little boy, like, pass out and, you know, talk wild as hell. But ultimately, you know, there was knocks at doors and just shit like that. So it had, like, a haunted house vibe, and then it dives headfirst into, like, the religious horror territory. Um, so spoiler alert, I will say... Basically, the demon that they Earth, which, and this one I love for the mythology of it all, he is an ancient demon who basically influenced the um, the start of the Spanish Inquisition, which, you know, was fucking awful, and all done in the name of God. And so to think that that was done by a demon acting as, you know, like an emissary of God, doing all the it's just like, ugh, like that is that's kind of heartbreaking, right? Um, and so the 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 church knew of this, and that's why they buried this body and like you know all the, these this information, anything related to it, so that no one would ever know about that. And so that's what they, you know what they unearthed, and it was just I I think that that is such a that's that's so scary and it's so real. I think because I think sometimes side note like on some serious shit, um, people can use religion in very evil ways and it's almost like are, are you sure that's god like i don't know um but okay so to hop out of that <laughs> um I, I gotta say too. last thing i i think it was very interesting um because i think i, I was th- i was thinking about this recently but like priests and things like that and it's like do they have to give up sex completely? Because, like, Russell Crowe's his his character's issue was, like, he was plagued with sex, you know what I'm saying? Sexuality and things like that. And the demon knew that. Um, and it's like I just, in my own, like I said, thoughts, I was just like I wonder, like, or is it only when they can marry? But then I thought they can't talk to what, like, I don't know. I'm I'm very misinformed on what Becoming a priest means, but um, it, it was it was an interesting play because it reminded me of the film uh, The Exorcism of God, which was kind of very similar. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, was a very similar. Um, I'll I'll share that on a different pod though because I'll get way sidetracked. Anyway, so I gave this one uh three out of five stars. The first star was watchability. Again, I love religious horror, so it was very enjoyable in that sense. Um. The backstory was great. Russell Crowe did good. The cast overall did really good, too. Um, I think what made it watchable is the slow... It, it was like a slight slow burn, but a consistent one, if that makes sense. Like, you don't get bored with it. So, I, I for that, I gave it watchability. Um, the second one I gave it is Killer Fear Factor. Um, essentially, there's not necessarily uh, a killer, right? But it's about demons, and that shit is always scary. <laughs> like I said, like religious horror gets me, and I would, I, I believe in that, you know, um, not like in the sense of like, I, 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 just believe in things and people can be being possessed by demons. So it's just anyway. <laughs> um, and then the last one I gave it here was cinematography. It has some really good visuals. Um, there's like these moments of like, of of like one the demon he is in his telekinesis and a way that it just like tosses these motherfuckers around, which is done really good. But then also there's like parts where like there's just like cuts being carved into some of the characters and like where it was just it was visually it was it was some nice shots and angles. So. um Definitely getting that cinematography one for me, at least. So that's my three out of five. Worth a watch. Check it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, uh, don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, Man of Horror underscore podcast. And until next time, stay spooky, folks. Peace.